0: Hey, it's Kelly from ZinniMe. Before we start this next episode, I have a quick question for you. How do you feel about being subpoenaed in your private practice? If you have any fear, sense of dread, or worry, you are not alone. Please join us for our upcoming training with Nicole Stoller-Peterson on Mastering Your Subpoena Process in Private Practice. It's going to be an amazing training to help build your confidence, to help you serve your clients better, and to take out the guesswork when it comes to being subpoenaed in your private practice. All you need to do is go to zinimi.com and check out the training there. You will also get a recording if you sign up. We can't wait to see you there.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast, where we interview amazing therapists from all over the world on how they started their private practice. Today is going to be just a teensy bit different. We're going to be working with and talking with someone who helped his wife launch her therapy practice, what he was able to see from the outside as a non therapist when and how he stepped in, (laughs) why he stepped in, and how that impacted the growth of her therapy practice. So we kind of get the inside scoop of what it's like to build a therapy practice from the place of the spouse who's coming in to kind of support there. So Daniel Fava is here. Um, He also builds websites for therapists that launch him into a whole nother um, space after seeing what his uh, spouse went through. So we're gonna be digging into all that exciting stuff Daniel, thank you for being here.
2: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Miranda. I'm super excited to chat.
1: Me too. So tell me about this. Can we start here? Um, I'm going to ask you some kind of funny questions, but I'm so curious on the answers. Okay. Um, Why did your wife decide to become a therapist?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I'd have to go back and ask her. It's been a while since I sort of visited that (laughs) part of her her story. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been a while. Um, So she was kind of in this interesting space where uh, she went to grad school and then she was like, okay, what do I do now? Um, and she she grew up doing a lot of overseas missions work. That's mm. actually, so that's a side story too. I met my wife in Thailand uh, while we were both on a mission trip. So that was a big part of her heart and her story. And she was like, okay, I have, she had an opportunity to go and do some more um, long-term missions outreach work overseas um to help her is actually her youth pastor who started an organization that um goes to a bunch of different countries around the world. Yeah. So she she got her uh her master's and then was like okay I could do missions or I can do start building my counseling stuff. Um and you know she prayed about it and she felt like it was really up to her. <laughs> and she Ooh. she ended up uh she ended up Saying okay, I'm going to actually pause the therapy stuff, and I'm going to go do missions. But when she was doing that, uh, so I met her in Thailand, and we were the the organization that we were working with over there was helping women who were in sex trafficking like come out of that and start learning, you know, basic skills so they could be employed in other businesses rather than you know selling themselves and that sort of thing. Uh, so we were both working with women who had you know, history of trauma and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she was able to use her therapy skills to, to help those women, you know, even just being the simple day-to-day, just being present with them and, and talking to them. And so it was kind of cool to watch her kind of grow in that because she was marrying the two things that she was passionate about. So mm-hmm. fast forward, you know, and we then met- you're
1: in there as like the business, like, how do I help these women give them business skills? Like, from your perspective, or what was your goal? Well, so at, that, at
2: that time I wasn't I wasn't really, I wouldn't call myself an entrepreneur. I didn't know what I was doing at that point <laughs> in my life. I was I was 27 at the time. Um, so I was still figuring stuff out. I, I had gotten laid off like six months earlier. This was in like 2018 when everything crashed. So I had gotten laid off from um, the, the website design job that I was at for a marketing agency. And so I was in this place of like what 2008 do I... or 18. I'm sorry, 2008. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Long, <laughs> much, much longer time ago. So yeah, so I was trying to figure out my life too at the time. so um, but I did I did get to um, to use my website design skills to help the the foundation uh, nonprofit that we were both working with there. So we were both kind of using our skills, our passions uh, over there while we were um, volunteering. And so, yeah. And so when we met, we met in Thailand, we kind of hit it off right away. We knew this was it. We we're going to get married. Uh, so we we landed in Atlanta as our place to begin our, our lives together. She's from Tampa originally. I from New York. We chose Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't for another year and a half or two years till she launched out in her, uh, in private practice. It took her a while to get, um, you know, is that a whole thing like she wanted to get licensed, but no one would take her on to, you know, supervise her to get her hours. It was that whole struggle. Um, and so it, it took a little while to, to get going. But then in like 2011 or so, she, well, she worked for a group practice first, and then she decided that she needed a change. It wasn't, the location was terrible. The leadership was terrible. So she she launched her private practice still under another therapy practice, but it was more like, you know, she was in charge of her marketing. Mm-hmm. She was the one who had to have her own website. And so that was kind of where I stepped in finally and started uh, using my WordPress and design skills to, to get her website online to start helping people find her mm-hmm. um and so that was that was a fun time for me because it was like i get to use this stuff that i've been practicing and use it for my wife and for you know to help us out and help her out help mm-hmm. her launch um, and so it was a super simple looking back pretty crappy website you know based on what what we do now in 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 my agency is a very simple website, but, you know, it had the right content and the right copy on that website. And just so many people would be like, I really um, was really resonating with the, with the copy that you had on your website and the pages and all that stuff.
1: I want to pause there because I yeah. think that is something that a lot of people overestimate the impact of a beautiful website versus a compelling website. Um, and when I, when I say compelling, I, I, I'm really talking about the content and like the messaging of it that people overestimate. If I get the right images, if I choose the right colors, if I have the right font and it doesn't want to be basic font, you know, we got to make it fancy or whatever the thing is that that's, what's going to compel people to call. But here's a great example of it. All of that is great. It is lovely. And what really draws people in is a compelling message. So what was that part like helping her develop that compelling message? Did she come naturally to it? Did you guys work together on it? Like, how did you guys figure that out?
2: Yeah. It kind of came pretty naturally and organic. And at, you know, at the time uh, I don't even know if Squarespace existed. So there there wasn't a lot of therapists or private practice websites out there that were like, Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, this is really, this is, beautiful. This is simple. This is easy to use. It was a lot of uh, really crappy websites that were very clinical. Um, (laughs) I come from a design and an art background. And so like, I make a lot of quick (laughs) judgments of uh, businesses, restaurants, you know, everything based on their design. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was like, I I really wanted her website to be really representative of her personality. Um, She's also pretty uh she loves design she loves color she's probably better at color stuff than I am uh, mm. so we really wanted to to make sure it really like reflected her so it was a little bit more on the artistic side and had um just um, more illustrations than even pictures of people at the time and she wrote the copy and it was really like she just wanted to be conversational so we just really mm-hmm. sh- shot for that conversational piece rather than the overly clinical um you know piece of it and like just too much information. And I think from sort of the get go, we were really focused on, you know, who, who does she want to attract, even though she was you know still figuring that out for herself, Mm -hmm. she kind of knew the type of person that she wanted to attract. And Mm -hmm. so it was that sort of like laid back conversational, helpful and warm um, presence and and messaging that she kind of carries. And so we just kind of we just tried to capture that. I didn't know what I was doing with SEO or anything like that. Like we just, we just put it out there, but you know, well, then, and it, I think it, it at worked. that
1: point, it, you know, SEO was like, there wasn't a lot of competition then. So if you had a website yeah. and you had the well all to like, even just list where your city was or say the word counseling or therapy, Google would be like, cool. Thank you. And they would yeah. take on the first page of Google. I think now, now you have to do those things and kind yeah. of convince Google like, hey, actually, like I'm really rad. People are really gonna yeah. like my stuff um, yeah. to get to that first page depending on how much competition is there. I had to look it up because yeah. so I was like, wait a minute, I started square my square my first Squarespace site really early. So Squarespace was actually done in like oh three oh four.
2: Oh really, okay?
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, so I had a Squarespace site. Um, my first couple were on WordPress or Google Sites, but I moved to Squarespace pretty quickly. I, I think like 2010, 2011. So, okay. but it was definitely not the WordPress was still the, you know, the the standard out yeah. there, even if it wasn't super pretty. Oh, the yeah. square space wasn't that pretty then either. Like it was, yeah, it was pretty it was basic. Right. And yeah.
2: yeah. And they, and they likely obviously have grown so much. And yeah. so I probably didn't catch wind of their marketing until a little bit later, but yeah, I'm surprised it's been around that long. That's
1: right. Awesome. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. So when you, um, as you started seeing that impact, how did that impact your wife? professionally and personally to have people reaching out and saying oh my gosh like this message really hits like how did that impact just her
2: yeah I mean it it really it helped her get her first clients really um because it was it was pretty slow going at first and it's kind of like you put the website up and you you just kind of like are we doing the right things like I'm not, I'm, I'm doing what I know, which is create a great looking website that has the right, you know, has, has good content to it. Um, I was more focused on like the design than the marketing back then. And so I was just kind of doing what, what I knew and it took a little bit of time. I I don't know exactly how long it took to, you know, from the websites up to, I have my first client, but you know, it happened and it was kind of like a snowball effect where it was like, Mm -hmm. she got one. You know, and it's kind of, and I guess her confidence starts to increase. So then she gets another and another, and she's getting better at doing the consultation calls and and stuff like that, and finding the right fit people. So it really got her her first, um, mm-hmm. you know, her first handful of clients. Mm-hmm. And for for me, having built the site, and just she would be like, "Yeah, I spoke to another person today who's like, I really liked your website." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, cool. Like, that's awesome." Like, it was just kind of just a reminder to me, uh, like the things that we focused on are actually resonating with the people that she wants to work with.
1: Mm -hmm. And at what point did you start to think like, you know, I want to help other therapists, like have this experience. When did that happen and why?
2: So that was, uh, yeah. That was like more like five or six years later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took, it took me a while I mean, I didn't do a lot of freelance work. I was, I was working, I worked for for five years at a nonprofit called care that's headquartered mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and they help empower women around the world to escape poverty, uh, through different uh, programs that they do. And so I was working there. I started as, uh, a contract employee and then went to full-time website designer and kind of did the whole like climb the ladder sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. by the end of it, I I had, um, you know, one person who I was managing and I was the manager of user experience is what it was called. And so I worked on the fundraising team and managed all the, um, all of the, the, all the websites that they had that were related to fundraising. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a great organization, great people but the the, the the structure and the bureaucracy of it just got, I was exhausted. And so I, I was starting to hit a point where I was just completely burned out and it, I wasn't doing creative things anymore. I was just mostly in meetings and meetings about other meetings before we have this meeting and, you know, and all of that stuff. And, it and was, then we'll
1: have an annual retreat to talk about what meetings we will be. Yeah, do.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All of that stuff. So I was just, my my passion and focus there was was plummeting and it wasn't really rewarding anymore um, and was just it was starting to get just exhausted and depressed mm-hmm. and just having to drive about an hour in Atlanta traffic each day and mm. stuff like that. And so I was starting to just not, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And so I started listening to just every podcast I can get my my ears on uh, about online marketing cuz i did always have this entrepreneurial thing where i just i love to create things i love to uh think about ways to create uh income streams and even since i was you know 9 years old with a um with a paper route you know just mm-hmm. doing it was exciting to me and so i kind of came back to that and for i mean it must have been probably like a year i was uh just daily coming up with ideas of I can launch a business that does this, or I can do this. And like, so it's just kind of like creating that repository of ideas mm-hmm. and just seeing like what actually resonates and what sticks. And, mm-hmm. um and I don't know exactly when the moment hit, I think it was probably like 2015 I realized I, I do love creating websites and just um, I think I, I needed something that was from my story that I could then apply to other people's businesses and their stories. And so mm-hmm. knowing that I helped build build uh, Liz's website, my wife's website, and that sort of was part of her story that resonated with me because then I can now tell the story. Um, mm-hmm. And also just, she's kind of like my guinea pig, so I can try things out with marketing and <laughs> SEO and new services that we offer. And so it just, it created that sort of excitement and confidence there. So mm-hmm. um, so in 2016, I started a website called createmytherapistwebsite.com. Um, it was really, it started as a blog as sort of a training ground for me to see if I could reach my ideal clients mm-hmm. and reach more therapists. Um, and so I would just uh, publish blog posts once a week and did that for like two years. Uh, and also before going full-time with with this business, uh, we were pregnant with our first son and so that was kind of that kind of lit the fire for me to, to get this thing launched and uh, probably should have waited until after he was born, but I wanted to I wanted to make sure that I had the freedom to be home you know when yeah. he was born. and so um, so yeah, so I went full full time with this business in 2016. And I had one client at the time. Uh, one client lined up uh, and that was September of 2016 and our son was born in February of 2017. Um, so, yeah, so it started as a, as a blog, um, you yeah, know, with doing some website design. I was doing all the stuff uh, and also was really thinking that the focus of the business was going to be online courses and training and, and building an audience and webinars and all that fun stuff, um, which it, it was for a while. Um, but I've kind of shifted in the last two years to really focusing on working with less people, on bigger projects website yeah. projects seo um getting their their email marketing funnels set up that sort of thing yeah. and um because again i was realizing like oh this isn't actually uh giving me a lot of energy it's kind of sucking my energy like the whole you know doing the launches and the building all the funnels and stuff it was it's it's fun and i still but, pr- i'll daniel, probably get back to it
1: daniel it's yeah. a passive income stream
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of work.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, that's my what favorite I thing is when somebody comes and says, I'm gonna launch an online course because yeah. I want a passive income stream. And I'm yeah. like, mm, tell me more. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, every every time you launch is maybe a little bit less passive because you get those systems more and more squared yeah. away and in place. But yeah, um, no, it's yeah. a
1: no, we just we just finished a launch for our business school for therapists. Yeah. And I, I mean it's it's months of preparation and it's hours and hours and hours, yeah. and hours and hours and hours and hours, and like a whole yeah. team of people. And, um, it is a whole process and that's not even into the actual, like delivering or providing of the, of right. the course part, yeah. the course part, the teaching. I mean, that's the easy part. It's the, right. the, the rest of it. Yeah. But I think that, you know, going back to what you were talking about, about two parts. One is like reconnecting with like, what am I really passionate and energetic? Like where is there ease? Yeah. And I think especially as therapists, therapists don't tend to give themselves permission to do that. Yeah. Um, and yet it's so incredibly powerful. And I think the second part that I've definitely been noticing, especially over the last two years, is there's a lot more people in a place of like, can somebody do this for me? Can yeah. someone do this with me? Like I'm burned to a crisp, like I can't keep yeah. doing it all on my own. And I right. think that's a beautiful transition um, in our, in our field is that more people are treating their businesses like businesses and saying, you know what, I don't want to figure out all of the pieces and I'm willing yeah. to invest, you know, 3000, 5,000, $7,000 into making sure that I have a good foundational piece of where I'm running my, you know, million dollar group practice versus like, well, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I've had people say, I want to start this like big group practice. And I, you know, say like, oh, hey, business school, we'll give you a template. We'll get you all set up, what have you. And they're like, well, it's $20 a month for the website. Like that seems like a lot. Like you want to grow a million dollars plus group practice, but you're concerned about $20 a month. We, we have bigger issues, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, yep. you know, like there are bigger issues. There are some pieces yeah. um, that we get to decide where we invest into. Um, mm-hmm. And we get to like start to learn and understand. So I just think that's, Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah. I think that that was a big learning. It was a learning curve for me with, you know, trying to trying to help this community of therapists, because at first I thought, yeah, we're going to do online courses. It's going to be for the people starting out and show them Mm -hmm. how to DIY their website, which sounded like a great idea. And there are plenty of those people who are in that place, but a lot of people, I could just see, like, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was really like a test. It was, mm-hmm. see, like people were just running into the technical issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And more people were asking me, can you just do this for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I found like I, it was, it was just taking a lot of my time and focus for individual people, even though I thought, oh, this is going to be more of like a group thing. And so mm-hmm. the uh, sort of you know diy wasn't really working for that particular piece of what i feel like i can help people with and so and and maybe there was that shift you know as people are starting to learn to invest more less people were opting in for the courses and so it's just kind of like okay i think i need to shift and focus on building um, building more of an agency so that we can we can go a little bit further with with websites. And I was kind of reaching the end of what I knew about WordPress. And it wasn't, uh, again, I wasn't getting, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled being in the code and doing, solving all of these coding issues and stuff. And and so, um, so yeah, so I found some, some developers and now we have a project manager and two developers and a virtual assistant. We're hiring an SEO person. So it's morphed into more of an agency, which I didn't think I was going to set out to do, Um, but that's really like the focus right now. And I think I probably will get back to teaching, but it would probably be more in a done with you live training sort of uh, scenario. So that's kind of where things have kind of grown into now.
1: It's such a funny thing. So our uh, Kelly and I, we did our first course and it was build your website in 30 days. And we had people go through it.
0: uh,
1: Ambitious. And actually (laughs) the people that did it loved it and they did it in 30 days like and it was like writing their content like all the stuff like we did a little magic because it was on squarespace huh Uh -huh. um it it (laughs) took a lot of the coding and technical pieces out of it yeah um but we would spend two to three hours trying to convert one person to purchase this 300 dollars course (laughs) and it was just like this like what is happening like we're, we're we're like stuck in this loop yeah. Um, and more people would just say, can you just build it for us? And there was a yeah. moment where we're like, are we going to be a website agency? And then we're like, no, <laughs> like, like we love websites. We love, we do all kinds yeah. of stuff in people's websites, but it was too narrow for us. We wanted to yeah. look at the bigger picture of this, the, the sustainability of people's businesses.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So we've been talking for way too long. I know people <laughs> are, <laughs> that's what happens. We just get so excited. Yeah. Um, what would be your biggest piece of advice to a therapist that is in this place of trying to figure out how to navigate the next iteration of the website, right? Like you said, you work on bigger projects. So you're more the person, Hey, I've had this great solo practice for a long time. I'm going to expand into group practice. And I want to like outsource. I don't want to do the website. What would be your advice to that person?
2: Um, I would say get really clear on the services that you offer, and don't be afraid to really showcase those services. Mm. Uh, and what kind of what I mean by that, and sort of where I see people get stuck. Uh, so many people I that I consult with, um, you know, they're wondering why they're not getting any traffic, or they're wondering why they're not getting many conversions on their website. And when I look at the website. They have like one page that has all their services, it's just this catch all sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what people just don't realize, a list of, yeah, just <laughs> here's, a, here's a bullet CBT, list of all I can, EMDR, yeah.
1: somatic yep. therapy, you know,
2: yeah, exactly. And so, often, my first piece of advice is like, you've got this list of everything you do here, you need to start creating pages for each one of those. And sometimes I get resistance because people are like, Oh, that's going to make my website so big and busy. And, you know, coming from the design background, I'm like, not if you do it right. (laughs) Not if you organize it. Mm -hmm. Um, But what people don't realize is that most people aren't going to visit every page on your website, but they might come from Google to a specific page about EMDR therapy in Atlanta, you know, like very, very specific. So just don't be afraid to, um, to write content for all of those pages or hire a great copywriter to help you work through what needs to be on those pages um, and be very specific about um, who that service is for, how -hmm. that service works, FAQs related to that service, uh, Mm -hmm. just really lay it all out there on that page uh, so that if anyone does come and just sees that page, they're kind of gripped with that's the service for me and I know what to do next.
1: Mm -hmm. they're compelled to call you and then from there it's clear on exactly how to get set up and yeah and do a consult i love it i love it thank you daniel for your time so appreciate it if you want that people want to learn more they should go to
2: privatepracticeelevation.com.
1: there you go so check that out um you can also check out the show notes at zenny.com of course if you will need support in uh growing launching or revamping your solo or group practice with all the all the all the things uh, check us out at zime.com get our newsletter and we're here for you uh, remember you matter we need more of uh, more therapists out there doing the work and connecting in with people and doing it in a way that's sustainable and that is possible so until next time y'all
0: thanks for joining us for this episode of the starting a counseling practice podcast. Just a reminder, if you want some support in your private practice, we have an upcoming free training on creating a subpoena process. So check it out at ZinniMe.com and we'll see you next time.